Hi guys, Isabella here. Today we're going to be talking about a little bit of a difficult topic. So this is just the trigger warning that I'm placing in advance of this podcast because I am going to be discussing the topic of suicide specifically. So if you do not want to listen to this, now is a great time to hop off and go do some self-care, go watch a movie or make a nice cup of hot cocoa has been crazy weather here in Colorado. Yesterday it was raining ash, and uh, today it is snowing and like zero degrees Celsius. It's just crazy the, the temperature difference and how dramatically that changed. So the reason I'm doing this podcast, and originally I was planning on doing a completely different topic, we were going to be discussing uh, cryptids today, so things like Bigfoot and mysteries relating to like the Loch Ness Monster, and something happened, you know, that was pretty shocking online and did cause a lot of waves, at least in my community, to the point where I had to cancel that podcast and instead we are going to be tackling this rather difficult subject today. But I do feel like while well, a lot of people are often um, scared to discuss suicide you know, afraid in a lot of respects, which I completely understand. I also believe it's very important uh, that we we tackle this head on today. So for those of you that may know, uh, there's a chap, his name is Ronnie McNutt, and actually, much like myself, he's a podcaster. He did a lot of podcasts on empathetic leadership. He was also a bit of an online pseudo-celebrity on platforms such as Instagram and TikTok. And last night, he uh, he took his life on a live feed that I'm talking tons of people saw. You you may well be listening to this and you may well have seen it, unfortunately, uh, because it was on Facebook and it took them hours to pull this video down. And by the time that Facebook had finally pulled the video down, Everybody and their mother had downloaded it. It was being repeatedly uploaded on platforms like TikTok um, and online and had been reduced to a lot of memes. So what really happened here and, you know, who is Ronnie and why did he reach this point? You know, because obviously he had this this podcast and this great celebrity thing going on for himself on his online persona uh, and all this stuff, especially when he talks about in his podcast, and I will include a link as well so you can check out his stuff because I do think it's good and it's worth listening listening to, honestly. You know, he believed in in kindness and compassion and all the things that I highly think are great qualities as well. And unfortunately, I think he just reached the edge. He was an army, army veteran as well. So I have a lot, for those of you know, I have a lot of friends who are in the army or ex-soldiers. So I totally understand that part of it too. Um, there could have been a bit of PTSD rolling into that, going into that. Uh, but on my live feed, he was on the phone, which I assume talking to his girlfriend who had recently had a breakup with, which is probably part of the things, but he was also one of his best friends said he was inebriated. And in the video, if you happen to unfortunately see it, he definitely sounds intoxicated. A lot of people tried to stop him. Um, he actually did, he had a rifle, he actually did misfire at once, which cued people into the fact that this was a serious attempt. And in fact, the first time his best friend contacted Facebook 
about this. He was still alive on the video at this point, and Facebook didn't do anything about it. And in fact, Facebook claims to have his 24-7 phone service. He repeatedly tried to call it and got no response. Facebook's official response, by the way, since this is that uh, it's the pandemic and they don't have enough staff in order to actually deal with those problems as they come up. But I do think it's strange that that video was floating around for over two hours after he had killed himself. It's very strange. And I think the problem is, especially with platforms like TikTok, and as you guys know, I'm on TikTok. I love the platform. I really do. I know a lot of people have problems with it. Um, and likewise, you know, I've I've had problems with platforms like Instagram in the past. I want to point out this video was on a Facebook Live video. It's did not take place on TikTok. However, it was repeatedly uploaded on TikTok. And the concern is because, yes, the the age on there, you have to legally be 16 or over to join TikTok, but that does leave a lot of minors who could have legitimately witnessed this suicide and perhaps been quite traumatized by it uh, because he took the rifle in the end, pointed it under, under his chin and... Um, blew his brains out essentially live on camera for everybody to see which is a very traumatic thing to witness and I understand the desire when you're hurting and that you're in that bad space and you're inebriated and you're not thinking clearly to kind of want to make a spectacle of it to be like I'll show you guys you know but I think a lot of times suicide and hey, I've had suicidal thoughts myself. I think sometimes suicide can be actually one of the more selfish acts that we can do because we don't think about who has to witness it, who gets traumatized, who finds your body and how how much does it affect that person who has to go through that experience. So when you're suddenly exposing that to millions of people across the globe, you know, that is, it creates this kind of mass trauma thing. And I think because, you know, we're already in 2020 and all of these awful things have been happening, which may or may well not have led up to the guy wanting to commit suicide anyway, to be fair in retrospect, right? But we kind of have almost just become a little bit numbed for problems because it's like, okay, what's going to happen next? What tragic, terrible thing will occur, you know, in the next few days? I don't like the fact that people are making memes already about this, about this man and his death and his death. Like, I think that is incredibly unfair to reduce someone's suicide and pain to a meme and a laughing stock point online and for those of you guys doing that just really bad form like just the the lowest of the low of human scum fy that you can be if you ever wondered karmically how you can fuck yourself over that's the way to do it and it is it is sad to see and the main reason that i'm really making this podcast is a reach out for other people who may be listening who may have legitimately had suicidal thoughts and don't get me wrong I understand that most people in in their lifetime will at least once or twice consider suicide that is actually believe it or not it's actually a lot more normal than you would think so if you ever think you're alone and you've had these thoughts and you're like well you know what? I'm done I'm in a lot of pain and I just want to end it all and I don't want to do this anymore you're not alone in that. A lot of people have felt that way. So if you ever find yourself in this position uh, that Ronnie found himself in, you know, I think the best thing to do on C is to reach out 
and to ask for help. And sometimes it's really difficult to ask for help because we have this kind of shaming thing going on in our in our society, unfortunately, especially around suicide. And it's such a difficult topic to approach. But if you have close friends and people who love you, I guarantee you that someone will listen. And let's say you don't have any friends and you're homeless and everything is at the end and there's nothing else left you and you feel like you're at at the bottom, you know. There's always the National Suicide Hotline as well that is 24-7. They do not mind you talking to them. I've used it myself. It is a great hotline. They're really compassionate, understanding people who will take the time to really listen to you and try to help you through your problems. And there is nothing wrong with admitting you have a problem and saying, hey, you know what, this has gotten so bad, I need help. You know, saying, admitting that you need help is the first step to getting better in that process. You know, and no one's going to shame you right now of a pandemic going on because of all the bad things going on in the world. But it is hard for all of us. So many of us have lost our jobs and our livelihoods and everything is gone, right? And you are, just like I said, you're at the bottom. You're at the bottom. But the great news is when you're at the bottom and you've gone over, you've fallen down the hole and you got up and it's all the way up. The good news is there's nowhere to go but up when you're at the bottom. So it doesn't have to be the end. And it's definitely, you know, your choice if it is the end or not in that respect. You know, and we talk a lot about um, ethical suicide, which I think is more in line with euthanasia. And that's where some, and I had a, a friend of mine and uh, I won't obviously want to name them on the podcast, but they were, they'd been sick for a very long time and they chose to end their life because they were in too much pain and they didn't want to exist anymore right when it's I think when it comes to something that's a medical thing and you are literally at the end right and you make that choice that is a decision you ultimately get to make for yourself because no one else is living your life it's just you it's just your experience people can guess at it people can make judgments and they do God knows they do. People make judgments about your life all day long about what you're doing wrong and what you should be doing. You know, your parents will tell you, oh, you know, you need a better job. You you know, you're not doing this. You're not doing that. Your partner will tell you, you need to make more money. Why don't you go make more money? You know, all these things that you get in your day-to-day life about building up about what a bad person you are, right? I don't think people realize when they, and they're, those people are hurting too. Understand that. When people say those horrible things to you, right, that make you feel that bad, know that they come from a place of hurt. When people attack other people and they are horrible and mean, it is usually because they themselves are experiencing pain and the only way that they have to deal with it is to lash out. And by lashing out at other people, it helps them deal with their own insecurities. And it is a terrible thing because it's not the right way to approach, uh, you know, in a healthy standpoint of dealing with your problems. But it is very human, unfortunately. And it's something that we have been prone to do, you know, for thousands of years as human beings. So it's in, in some respects very natural. And if you were uh, one of the people who unfortunately had to watch that video or experience that and went through that trauma just know you know my door is always open if you want to message me or even have a phone call and talk about it I'm more than happy to do that I actually had a couple of friends um, who as well unfortunately had to 
watch his video and it it made me think a lot about my own life because I've had you know suicidal moments and I've had you know things where I've made a suicidal post on Facebook and in fact I remember at one point I had a post removed when I was very depressed and Facebook said you know we removed this because it was this depressive post but I also don't know here's the crux thing I don't actually know if it's healthy to remove the post if someone is making a cry for help I know we have this tendency we want to hide it right we want to sweep it under the rug we don't want to know about that you know what I mean we don't want to hear about that you know that that's a disturbing thing but I think sometimes the the wrong answer that Facebook has as well is that immediate will delete the cry for help and in fact I believe my account got a 30-day once it was a 30-day ban for it as well which was intense actually um and it's not as a result none of my friends were able to reach out to me on Facebook Messenger which is predominantly what I use to communicate with my friends as you guys know I rarely give out my actual phone number because I've had stalkers and security stuff right so I tend to keep that information a little bit more private so it's a tricky thing because I understand the concept of okay there's something graphic like an actual suicide you want to remove that but if someone is making a cry for help I think friends and family should be allowed to see it so that they can get that person the help that they so desperately need and there is help out there and there's so many different solutions and finding that solution that works for you is what's important whether it's going and getting um, antidepressants and medication so that you can restore those those chemicals and kind of get things back in balance because a lot of times depression especially chronic depression can be hereditary you if your parents or grandmother happen to be depressive it can actually happen and take down in the lineage and it keeps kind of going so sometimes you may not even feel like anything is warranting real depression in your life but you're still really depressed and maybe suicidal every day of your life and you're not alone in that either that is a chemical imbalance so by getting the antidepressants you can kind of restore things out to normalcy now I don't think it's a a long-term solution and I wouldn't suggest to anyone to take medication like that for a long term because your brain does become reliant on it just like with any drug addiction once you start doing it for long enough your brain suddenly requires it in order to go about your day-to-day stuff and some of the withdrawals can be quite extreme and it's worth noting that in some cases when you start taking antidepressants you can actually feel more suicidal in the beginning they can actually increase suicidal thoughts so if you have a loved one um, who is taking antidepressants it's a good idea to keep an eye on them in the beginning when they transition through that process and I've I've tend to found there's there's kind of two different people when it comes to suicides and unfortunately I've inadvertently witnessed a couple of suicides in my life as well I remember a couple of years ago I was at Lime restaurant which is my friend's restaurant in Denver and there was a chap and he actually uh, he threw himself off the balcony in front of everyone multi-story building and uh, uh, died on impact obviously but it was again such a traumatic thing to do in a shopping center in front of multiple people who had to witness it and kids as well I might add so you know in the suicidal thing there's always this kind of moral thing I think if I ever were to you know do something like that I would definitely you know go out into the woods or do something that was like minimal impact to other human beings around me because that trauma thing is 
very real. And I guess that's the whole crux of this podcast today is that that live video was traumatizing for many people. And it is a difficult subject and I don't want to be quiet about it. I'm not going to shut up or sit down or not discuss it. I'm a firm believer uh, that communication is key and the best way for us to, you know, evolve and, and get through these things together. So if you ever have any problems, reach out. You know, if you need to use that suicide hotline, use it. If you have suicidal thoughts, know that you are not alone, right? That is the key thing to remember. You are not alone. So this is going to be a shorter podcast today. I just wanted to kind of briefly cover this and, you know, check in with you guys and make sure everyone's okay, because that was a kind of a big thing and a, and a bit of a shock to the system. Um, but yeah, okay. Without further ado, guys, lots of love and take care.